Hello and welcome to level 69 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host Tom Knight. Welcome back to another level. And before I get started, I just want to say if you're not following Three Extra Lives on Twitch, if you watch streams or you're in the scene over Twitch, give Three Extra Lives a follow over at twitch.tv forward slash Three Extra Lives. I haven't gone live since November, so why am I telling you to follow me if I'm not doing anything over there? Well, that's because I will be doing things over there. This is just a little tease to say that I have some shows planned that I'm going to be streaming live on Twitch starting in March. If you like the sound of that, go give me a follow over at twitch.tv forward slash three extra lives. And with that out of the way, let's get on with the show. First up on this level of three extra lives, I've been playing a game called The Last Sky. And The Last Sky is a puzzle adventure dealing with existential themes of life, guilt, and hope. There's puzzles, there's mysterious environments, and there's a little bit of a choose-your-own-adventure element as you take the lead character, Jake, on a path of redemption through a beautiful, dreamlike world. I will start by saying this game is relatively short. It probably only takes about an hour to play through, although there is some replayability in this game as there is a narrative in the game. You're taking Jake through various stages in his life I suppose in a slightly dreamlike way it's not an accurate representation of Jake's life more so there is elements throughout this entire game which you piece together to get a view of what Jake's life looked like and also why he has been having perhaps a lot of trouble in his life and things have been difficult for him in later life as well. And without giving too much of the story away, you start the game off as Jake in a later stage in his life and the game starts off operating in a third person perspective where you're in a room and you're solving puzzles to get out of the room basically. And there's a lot of memorabilia in there as well from Jake's life that you can interact with and there's sounds that play when you interact with certain objects as well to almost take Jake back into a memory of his past. The puzzles, while they're not too difficult, are quite fun to solve. You're exploring this entire room, you're looking in drawers, you're finding keys, you're solving little puzzles to progress the story. When you get to a certain stage in the puzzle, you then progress to a beautiful platforming stage in the game. And here you play as a younger version of Jake and you explore these gorgeous landscapes. You traverse these levels really interestingly because these, there's these balls of light, balls of energy that you interact with and they allow you to glide and fly and propel yourself through these levels and each ball of energy has a maybe a different attribute. For example, there's just these regular balls that give you a small boost in elevation Whereas there are these other balls of light, which are green in color, which can teleport you from one green ball of energy to another. And it's a small, slight puzzle of trying to navigate through the sky and reach the end of the level. But it's very enjoyable. It's very zen-like, actually, when you're playing this. So I think considering this game only has a duration of about an hour, there's a lot in there. There's a lot to take in with regards to 
gameplay elements, switching from puzzle to platformer, and I think it does it really, really well. And in fact, I would love more games in this style, and this was actually developed by Little Guy Games, and if there was a sequel to The Last Guy, or there was a longer version of something like The Last Guy, I would be absolutely all for that. It was really just refreshing to bounce from the puzzle aspect to the platformer aspect. And there's that replayability element in there as well, because there is some conversations with a few characters which can shape the outcome of the game. And the first time I played it through, I think I got the bad ending and things ended quite abruptly and quite shocking actually. So I decided to play through it again and obviously knowing the puzzles, I was able to solve them a lot quicker and also get the achievement to beat the game in under 30 minutes and get one of the better endings which you're then presented with a more upbeat outcome I would say. It just leaves you thinking a little bit about life and about your past and all those themes of what you might be carrying with you as well. In this instance Jake took part in a war and committed some atrocities during that war which he's had to live with throughout his entire life and this is a story about Jake coming face to face with those and how that is dealt with. So that is The Last Guy by Little Guy Games. Had a lot of fun playing through that one and I definitely recommend that you check it out. It's trivia time so we were talking about The Last Sky. Somehow that has led us to a geography question. The Isle of Skye is situated on the west coast of which country is it? England, Scotland, or Ireland? The correct answer is Scotland. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. Up next on Three Extra Lives, something that I've been thinking a lot about recently is the gamification of life. And I've been playing a game on the Nintendo Switch called Ring Fit Adventure. And although that is a video game in itself, it has a cause, a goal to help you be more fit and stay more active. And that has been something that Nintendo have done in the past as well with the likes of the Nintendo Wii, where you had those motion games, you had the bowling, you had the baseball, and then later on you had more motion controls with the Wii Fitness as well. Obviously still being in the midst of a pandemic, having something like this in your home, having your own personal gym where you can work out, I've actually really enjoyed playing this game. But I think I've enjoyed playing it because of the gamification. And ultimately this is a workout, this is a routine, this is something that if it was just presented in a way that it wasn't me going through a game where I'm collecting coins and I'm collecting ingredients and I'm battling enemies and leveling up a character, I don't think that would feel as good to me and I don't think it would feel as appealing and that's what I really like about the gamification of certain things in life. These can be used in slightly manipulative ways, let's say, where, you know, you've got those games where it's like, hey, you need to log in every day to get a bonus. That's to create a routine that you log into the game every day. And the more you have that routine, you have that habit, you're going to keep going into that game, playing that game, perhaps. And I think that isn't always necessarily a bad thing. It can be manipulated. But when it's done in this way, where it is used, for example, in 
Ring Fit Adventure where it's like, hey, create a routine for yourself, get into a routine where you're gonna be working out. It's actually a real positive thing that I'm finding for myself as well. And speaking of gamification, I've also been learning a new language in the Duolingo app, which absolutely plays on the gamification aspect of getting you to log in every day and making sure you take a lesson to get a streak, to continue that streak, to unlock achievements. And there's also leaderboards in there where you get XP for completing lessons and you're competing to get promotions and relegations. Well, you're not competing to get a relegation. You're, you're trying to earn enough XP to not get relegated. Again, these are gamifications that are used to make things that perhaps might feel more like a chore to be more fun. And it's just really interesting when you just break it down to the simple aspects of, hey, let's try to make the likes of learning or fitness more like a game so it's fun that we enjoy it so that we keep coming back to it so that we keep doing it that we keep engaging in it and it's really just made me stop and think recently about just how the core aspect of just gaming itself can be used for so much good and this is just two small examples that i've given here and it also makes me think about the likes of simulation games you know you have like flight simulator games train simulator games farm simulator games there's a whole heap of simulation games out there which in the essence might feel like a job or a chore where it's like hey you want to be a farmer you want to play farm simulator but you don't want to go out into a muddy field and do the actual work but you can simulate it here and people enjoy that people love to simulate aspects of real life which maybe should feel like work but when presented in a game form, somehow it's an enjoyable experience. And of course, it's not for everyone, but it is just really interesting to see how the likes of these things can come together and create a situation that makes it feel more game than chore. And I, for one, am definitely all for that as well. I'm a big fan of gamification in my life. It inspires me and it motivates me to keep doing things that maybe I wouldn't do otherwise, but have you experienced any gamification in your life that maybe if it wasn't there that you wouldn't be engaging in are you learning a language or are you on a ring fitness regime i would love to hear from you about your experiences in the gamification of life it's trivia time so we were talking about the gamification of life let's talk about ring fit i mentioned the we fit so here we go with this question back in march 2012 the Wii Fit was the third best-selling game on the Wii console, but can you name the platform peripheral that the player stands on during exercising? Is it the Wii Balance Board, the Wii Boogie Board, or the Wii Bending Board? The correct answer is the Wii Balance Board. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of three actual lives, I'm talking about Degrees of Separation by Moondrop. Now, I've been playing this one on the Nintendo Switch with my partner, Amanda. We have been engaging in couch co-op. Yes, couch co-op. Do you still play games on your couch with another person in the same room? Because it feels like it's all about online games now. The essence of just sitting down with somebody in the same room. Obviously, 
the situation of the world right now has prevented a lot of that. We picked up degrees of separation actually last year and started to play it then and recently have started to play it a bit more. And Degrees of Separation is a puzzle platformer where cooperation is built into every move. You have two contrasting souls, Ember and Rhyme. They fall in love, but they are separated by enigmatic force and must use their powers to progress through a spectacular world of fantasy and adventure. Now I will start by saying that you can play this game solo, you can play this game single player, but I think it is magical to play this in a co-op environment and you can play this locally co-op and you can also take it online and play it co-op as well and in degrees of separation you will either play as ember or rhyme and these characters are from two distinctive worlds the same sort of world but slightly shaped differently by the elements you play as two characters in this and if you're playing co-op you control one of these characters each one of those characters is ember and her character is more focused on thermal energy, the heat of the earth, and that natural resource. And whereas Rhyme, Rhyme's world is encased in ice and is frozen, and you see this distinction between the worlds that Ember and Rhyme are from. Again, existing in the same world, but shaped differently by this elemental aspect. And this makes it really interesting because when you're solving puzzles, a lot of the puzzles involve you navigating various platforms to reach a scarf yes a scarf which is the main collectible in this game the more scarfs you collect you then progress through to new areas and as you do you usually get a new ability to play with a new mechanic to play with to add an extra layer onto the puzzles as well so what you will find when you first jump into this game is that there's a lot of puzzles that revolve around water for example so when rhyme goes to cross the water it will be frozen whereas ember because of her thermal heat energy that will be totally melted in her universe and constantly these characters are just divided by a barrier so you always get both perspectives of each character at all times and it's really stunning to see that these characters are just they're in fingertip range from each other usually but there's just this barrier separating them and their two worlds and it really is magical to see it actually and almost quite painstakingly at times where you just are trying to position each other in a certain way so that you can collect one of those scarves and it really does take a bit of cooperation when you are playing with somebody to work out where the other person needs to be and where you need to be and just working out those puzzles together cooperation really is key and it is really fun working out those puzzles and trying to progress through these levels as well and one of the the later abilities that you'll get in this game which i thought was really cool is the ability to create this frozen platform across the divide of the two worlds so both of the characters have to channel this energy and the angle at which your game is divided will depend where your characters are situated so if ember is situated above rhyme that line will cross horizontal whereas if you're standing beside each other that will be a vertical line down the screen and you can use this ability to create like this frozen platform that you can use to climb up to higher areas or areas that you wouldn't normally be able to get to and it really is just a unique concept i've never really seen a co-op game done like this where you are 
on the same screen, but you're in two different worlds, but you're still in the same world, but you're in different worlds. It's just really well done, I believe. And just having that perspective of seeing both of these worlds at the same time, it it's quite mind-blowing, actually. It really is. It's just a unique element to a game, which I haven't seen before. So I would definitely recommend checking out Degrees of Separation. Like I say, I've been playing this on the Nintendo Switch, but it is available on PlayStation 4. It's on Windows as well, and it's on Xbox One. So there's plenty of platforms to get your hands on this game. And of course, you have that online mode as well, or I recommend playing it locally co-op with somebody, somebody special in your life perhaps, and see if you can make it to the end by collecting all those scarves, all from the comfort of your sofa. So that is Degrees of Separation by Moondrop. It's trivia time. So I was talking about Degrees of Separation and somehow that has led to a math question. A degree of 90 degrees is also known as what? The correct answer is a right angle. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And here we are once again at the end of another level of three extra lives. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know over on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at three extra lives, or you can come on over to the Discord and brag about your score there, or just pop in and say hi. You can do that by heading over to threeactuallifes.com and hitting the Discord button right there. And while you're on threeactuallifes.com, you can also check out the show notes for this level and all other levels, actually, with links to everything I've mentioned so you don't have to go searching. It'll be right there for you to check out over at threeactuallifes.com. And that's it. We have reached the end of another level. I thank you very much for being here. And I will see you all in level 70. Bye.